We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. You probably know the feeling. Sweaty, fast breathing, quick heart rate. That's a cortisol spike. It feels awful and its imbalance is the cause of your anxiety. Rebalance Health's three-part anxiety system helps address it at the root. Rebalance Health lozenges are natural and designed for optimal absorption, providing 24-hour relief. Live life fully without feeling like you're fighting for it. Get 50% off your first month with code CALM23 at rebalancehealth.com. On the TV shows that I'm watching, you can follow me at JazzRazDFS, but if you came for the PGA Strategy Show here at Awesomeo, it is that time, Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. I am joined, as I always am, by... Eric Lindquist, fresh off his workout at the gym that he posted to Twitter. Now we turn the page to the Wells Fargo Championship. We're going to break down all the strategies, talk about our favorite plays, and get into what we need to do to have a successful week. But how are you feeling after your workout? Looked like you were were doing some things. You were jumping over some type of stick. Mm -hmm. I was jumping over a stick. You you basically have like these. So you turn the box thing onto like a, like a 40 inch section. And then you put these little 15 inch blocks together and you put the little pole and you go back and forth and back and forth. And uh, again, I'm six, two. I think a lot of people think I'm probably shorter than what I am. uh, You know, the way that I might appear on a screen for things, but you know, once upon a time, I was a stick figure who could, you know, go out and dunk. And I held OJ Mayo to 42 one time in an AAU tournament, you know, so well, I say <laughs> held him to 42. He just he's not even a real person. Uh, but yeah, there's there's guys like that that are just built different. But I think I've always been sneaky athletic and it's nice to, you know, once in a while start to feel better about the, the progress you're making on things worked out. Every day while my wife was out of town in New York, I, I was just in my own feelings today, Ben, but thanks for the validation. I appreciate oh, good, you. Good work. That's what we do here. Thank you. Uh, Got to stay fit to give all these fire takes. There is no doubt about it. And we're going to start with one of the best takes at all. Friends at Yahoo said every week, we've been fortunate enough for them to stick with us all year. And we are still running our promotion. You see it on the screen. One free month of Osmo Plus Platinum when you sign up, deposit and play. Just like anything, you want to diversify. I know you're going to still play on some of the big sites with the millies up top, and that's totally respectable. I do as well. But I also allocate some of my bankroll to Yahoo. They have really soft contests, lower rake, and great pricing in the sense that you can jam some of the stars. So if you're going to go over there, why not take the free month? You can get that for all sports. That's what platinum means. Use it for the NBA playoffs, for the NHL playoffs, and certainly for the PGA. So a lot to do there. You got majors coming up. But the big thing I want to talk about uh john rom he was the heavy favorite he locked it down easy game for him any thoughts from mexico and what we saw last week uh i'm very very happy that i i I basically took last week off for the most part Uh, i played a couple lineups didn't play any massive volume whatsoever Uh, not even like a neutral amount of volume it was a, a nice time to hit the brakes i felt like john rom it just you look at plus 350 all week and you know we shouldn't be shocked that the best player in the world or the number two player in the world goes out and eviscerates a field like that. That should never be a surprise, but yet I think there's some game theory that you always want to have involved when you're playing DFS. I'm again, it was something where I was just a tiny bit under the field on him. I thought that that was kind of the the approach I was going to take for things. I think it's nice to, to see him get back to winning. You know, if he can dominate fields like that going forward, maybe we can have a little bit more confidence in him going forward and nice to see the putter just show up to some extent. Like it was, it was existent. There were times and flashes. And if that shows up for him, we know the driving acumen, it's always going to be there. No doubt about it. You know, he was just the best player and he held it down and it's tough to win golf tournaments. Even that situation, Finau storming late was good for me. It was a pretty uneventful week. I gave it a run and look at that right on cue. I was about to say, we had some uh, yeah. members of the team with some good showings. Ryan Schindler, at the top of that list, I saw that team took second in the $3 20 entry max birdie 60 bucks into a crisp 3k. I believe Brandon Wu was on that team and some others 
really, really good work. That was just an absolutely fantastic team by him. Congratulations, sir. Chase Seifert missing that cut was a killer for me. That was my big problem. Mm -hmm. Everything else went actually pretty well, but we, I really don't want to spend yeah. a ton of time. Uh, the last guy, Jonathan was, Bird was the one guy Bird that I think Man. they were both. Birdman showed up and then it would have been nice to have him finish Sunday, Saturday, Sunday off kind of in, in stylistic fashion. I was feeling pretty good about a couple of teams in that spot, but uh, one of those things broke even happy to move on from a week where, you know, you, we saw a very top heavy guy and now we go to this week with another top heavy guy. And uh, if you go off of his last round of golf, it feels pretty good, but uh, I have no idea what to expect when you price up guys for a golf course that they're not even playing. Yeah, it is tough. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, last, last thing for me last week, this is more of on the odd shopper side. If you haven't been over there, odd shopper, YouTube, all our betting content, you know, what really saved me once again is shorting Matt Wallace in the head to head market. I took McDowell over him at plus money. It was a little tight. And then he separated late. Matt Wallace is really, really struggling, even though he did make the cut. I'm going to continue to do that every opportunity I get. But the big storyline this week, Wells Fargo, it's my favorite course and tournament of the year, but not so fast. Quail Hollow is not on the schedule here because of the President's Cup. So we make a U-turn, an audible to TPC Potomac, which we have seen. This is a new course, though, for the Wells Fargo. Make sure you're not relying on the course history saying that Rory dominates here. That is not the right course. It is uh, the incorrect take because, yes, that is that is not where they're playing golf. We're going to a par 70 TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm is the correct exact name for everything. And this is not uh, going to be an easy golf course by any means. We saw Fr uh, Francesco Molinari light it up to, what, 21 under par it was in 2017 when Tiger Woods was hosting over there. It had gone back and forth with Congressional, then ends up at Quail Hollow, so on and so forth. But now uh, that golf course was, I mean, Francesco was playing at a different stratosphere at that point in time. That was right before he took his Open Championship, I believe, as well. Uh, 21 under, next guy was 13 under. So he ended up winning by eight. There's only two par fives that we're looking at here. This is going to be the least amount of par five scoring you ever look at for a PGA golf tournament, and it's not remotely close. And both of those are brutal golf holes as it is. So I don't really see a whole heck of a lot of uh, neat. I mean, hitting it far is never a bad thing. You're going to want guys who hit it far for some of these par fours, but 641 is number two. I mean, we're talking just unreachable. 591 might be reachable the 10th, but... Uh, it is quite the track that we're looking at this time around. Yeah, it, it's different. I do think there's, like anything, there's going to be some similarities for what they would have seen at Quail Hollow, some major differences. This is a little more technical, in my opinion. I don't think driving distance could be as important, but you could still gain off the team. We're going to talk about some of those guys. I guess I want to ask you before we dive into it, it's a little awkward because it's not a completely new course. You mentioned we saw this with the Quicken loans, but the data points are you know, significantly in the past. Do you even look at that? Or do you say, you know what, I'm treating this as a, a new event at a new course? New event, new course. Okay. We can't possibly look at anything else, period. I mean, it, anytime you change a venue, it'd be like going, think of all the familiarity with the Quail Hollow situation. I mean, I, I think, you know, six years ago too, I don't know exactly how this golf course is going to play relative to six years ago. It's two years of sample size really for that. Obviously there were PGA tour tournaments that were held here before, but as I understand it is there was a big remodel uh, headed by Rory Sabatini. Is that real life? I have no idea. Why not? Yeah. He changed his flag. Now he changed his course. This guy, <laughs> he gets stuff done. Um, sure. Silver medalist. I guess we got to put some respect on that. Yeah, I mean, that guy's a genius because he, he, he planned to do that and then he just did it. But uh, I'm with you. I think that if you're down to the felt and you're saying, I can't separate two guys, you want to take a quick peek of what they did. Maybe some of them have reps here. Sure. But if you're going to look at four rounds five years ago and think that that's a catalyst to how the guy performs this week, to me, that's a bit of a stretch. I'm not going to look at that at all. I don't really care. I'll look at skill sets. I'll look at some recent form and, and build that way. Yep. Right there with you. We're on the okay. same page. Yep. I like it. We've got, you mentioned we've got this again. It's not to the same extreme. Last week, John Rahm was inside four to one in a lot of betting markets to win that event. And he ultimately did this week. Rory McIlroy is the heavy favorite, but it's not to there. He's about seven and a half to one 
in the outright markets, but still a substantial favorite over the likes of Corey Connors and Tony Finau types. On DraftKings, he's 11500 Similar to Rom, does he feel underpriced? And do you expect him to be Rom levels popular? No, I don't expect him to be Rom level popular. I mean, he's right now at 28.6% is our last run of ownership on him. We'll be aware of what, what happens as we get closer. Everybody knows the last impression we have of Rory McIlroy is that 64 where he kind of set Augusta on fire on Sunday, went completely nuts, the whole out bunker shot on 18. We all remember that scene, him and Morikawa exchanging holdout bunker shots on 18. It was pandemonium, even though it was relatively uninvolved in terms of the landscape of the golf tournament because Scotty Scheffler could 80 putt on 18 and still find a way to win it. Rory McIlroy, 11.5. He's $900 more than Finau. And Finau coming off of a week where he was involved. You even talked about that. I, For me, it's just, is Rory going to get up to 30 plus percent? Maybe as you go up in terms of uh, stakes, as you go up in, in single entries, the $200 single entry of things of that nature, I see him being over 30%. But considering this field just has a lot more class than last week, it would be a mistake if you saw ROM level ownership on Rory. I think there will be some, you know, if you didn't play Rom last week, you definitely came away thinking like, what, what am I doing? Why did I overthink that? I think there could be some buyer's remorse in the sense of, let me not, you know, fade that top end guy here. It's a similar sim- situation. A lot of content providers are going to be talking about that. I don't see it the same. I think that Rory is clearly the most likely winner, but I think that this is a lot more tighter in terms of the drop off even though it is some of the same names. And, and the next guy up is Tony Finau. He was someone that I bet last week. He never threatened. He was absolutely fantastic. Tita Green, he was the best player in the field. He could not putt. It was comical how bad it was. He lost two strokes putting. He gained 15 strokes Tita Green. I mean, what are we doing here? You got to like the setup. But I guess the question is, do you pair him with Rory? Do you start with him or do you not play him at all? Oh, I, I'm playing some. I'm playing some Tony Finau this week. So, again, I don't want to get in a habit of telling you to play everybody. I know Abraham answer probably last week. People had unrealistic expectations. I didn't like him there. I don't like him here. But Finau, I've been buying in on Finau from about uh, the Players Championship. He missed the cut, and I think I might have rostered a little bit. He was super low owned. But there's just these periods of time when when a guy gets undervalued. I am worried. Because now we're seeing some ownership, even at 10-6, where there's a lot of guys we're going to get to below him here. But I, I think the ball strike, you have to look at what happened last week and take something out of 8.2 with the approach, 3.1 off the tee. I mean, that is just ridiculous stuff. And probably the most positive of everything is the short game. 3.5 strokes gained around the green. He had been on a skid of losing, what, six consecutive? We don't have data from the Masters, but six consecutive shots with strokes gained data where he was negative in that department. Looks like the game's starting to turn a corner, and he's always been a guy with a funky putting style. And if he spikes that, I mean, there's definitely some win equity. I think he's going to be half the ownership of Rory. There's a lot of things that I think uh, bear, bear mentioning when it comes to Tony Finau, because this might be the best iteration we've had of him all year long and not, not even remotely close. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, everything but win last week, and it was, it was the putter that held him back. You've got to like the numbers. I do think that the price gap is worthy. Rory's a much better player than these guys. There's no doubt about it, but that doesn't mean that a guy like Fino can't and won't be in the mix. Once again, I like him though, more than answer. I'm not really there. The guy that's getting a lot of buzz and rightfully so is another, you know, ball striking wizard, not going to do it much with the short game, but he's been better than it was. That's Corey Connors. Who's had a really consistent year. He top 10 at the masters 12th at heritage. He's in the 10,000s. He's 10,100. Where does he fall on the priority list for you? Uh, I'm going to plummet him to the bottom. This is going to be okay. this is going to be an uncomfortable feeling. This just it, it comes down to ownership. Right now we're, we're projecting him around 28%. He's 10-1. I've got two guys right below him in Fitzpatrick and Hatton that I have a lot more interest in. Uh, Hatton was playing so so good, then it's been brutal here of late, but I'm willing to write off the Masters RBC Heritage. In two golf tournaments, you would expect him to play a lot better than he did. But now I'm getting him half the ownership of Corey Connors. That's kind of a no-brainer to me. You talk about how good he's been, uh, tee to green. Corey Connors, that's always going to be what he is. But you remove two par fives and reachable par fives at that uh, out of the equation here. 
I think that this sets up pretty well for some of these shorter hitters as well to, to compete in this kind of a fashion. Matthew Fitzpatrick always seems to be somebody that on, on longer irons, I mean, he fits the mold of like a Paul Casey guys. I'm going to be pairing with, uh, you know, building my teams to certain skill sets uh, quite a bit. And no doubt about it, Corey Connors could probably fit into that skill set too. ninth in strokes gain approach among, amongst this field over the course of his last 50 rounds. The putter, always hit and miss there. 71st, it's kind of middle of the road here. Good D- DK scorer, but God, 30% of the field. I'm not going to be able to pair him with any Rory McIlroy in those lineups, and I'm going to try to get up to Rory or Finau and start some teams that way. Dip down to Fitzpatrick or Hatton, things of that nature, if I'm trying to go really, really heavy uh, on these 10K guys. But Corey Connor is just a victim of ownership. I'm with you. So we will uh, ride or die together here. And it's not because Corey Connors doesn't set up well. I think he does. Uh, he's certainly shown that he belongs in this price range. But I think in the betting markets and, and a lot of the things we do on the odd shopper side is show these comparisons. You line Corey Connors in the head to heads against these guys. It's going to be pretty close, but the ownership is not. He's going to be significantly more popular than a guy like Matthew Fitzpatrick, who had a terrible miscut at Heritage. That's the last time we saw him. But when you dig into the numbers, it just it was an off week. He lost three and a half strokes putting in two days. That's something that's very unfitzpatrick like. I think he's going to be just fine here. I don't worry about any lasting effects. Give me Rory. Give me Finau. Give me Fitzy. No answer. Connor's underweight. That's how I start with the big five this week. And it seems like you're in line with that. Yeah, we're identical. That's ridiculous. Yes, yeah, we probably why? bad. It's probably very bad. I mean, uh, we're looking, I think what happens when you do shows together quite a bit is you start looking at some of the same data points. Mm -hmm. You might come along for the ride. I think there's a little bit of like a, I want to be a part of your wins too, kind of a a thing that goes on sometimes doing shows. But I would say that we've kind of had our own stands for the last few weeks. This has been, this is, this is pretty lined up right now. Uh, We're going to ride and die together here. Rory Finau, underweight. I'm going to have like no answer. Uh, Corey Connors, I, I doubt even at 28%, I, he might be a full fade just because I don't really need to get five, 10% of a guy. I'm going to be cheering against him pretty extremely. And, you know, there's some different thinking that goes into that. I think you could be half the field. You could have a little bit if you really wanted to, but I'm just going to take a pretty strong, bold stance and go much towards the Fitzpatrick Hatton uh, range, especially because of what it allows me to do with like my last golfer in. Uh, listen, I like it. Rainy and cold sounds like an Aussie or South African week. Well, here we go. 9K range. We got some dudes that probably fit those conditions, starting with Ty Hatton, Mark Leishman, and Aussie. Keegan, you know, fit any conditions. But Keegan, Henley, Woodland, Reed. I I bet Hatton at 33 to 1 already. He's on the betting card. Leishman is 40 to 1 in the outright market. Another interesting guy. My question is, do you look to start to these guys or are they attachments to one of the big names we've already talked about? Yeah, they're going to have to be attachments. And Manhattan's going to be the main attachment, 9,900. Uh, I'll play him with Fitzy or I'll play him with Finau. Him and Rory, again, I, I was building and hand building some stuff out this morning. And I think those some of those lineups can be okay. Um, but then I think even just those $100, $200 can go a long way when you're building out your single entry team. Uh, I don't mind going to Keegan Bradley. I think we've seen some flashes from him in the early going of this season that 9,600, it's kind of strange to say that he's appropriately priced. This is a guy we were paying mid sevens for pretty much the majority of last season. And uh, as it stands right now in this field, that's kind of surprising that he might be the guy I prefer. I understand at the upper nines, he's coming in with the most ownership out of all of them, but only fractionally over Hatton, only fractionally over Henley and Woodland um, or Woodland's like uh, down at the bottom nines here, but uh, that's that's kind of my guy here. Leachman, I understand. He's on the cover of of PGA Tour, like of the website. And I always look at stuff like that. And I'm like, I wonder what the recreational player is going to do. But sub 5%, it looks like. If you wanted to go Leachman, have fun with it. He can always spike out of the middle of nowhere. It's happened multiple times before. I know in the fall, he drove me nuts. He found some form at like the Fortinet, the Shriners, things of that nature. But I don't think there's anything that we've seen recently in this game that really bodes well. I prefer Keegan. I prefer Hatton. So, yeah, I think that Leishman's definitely a worthwhile target in, in large field tournaments. His stats are never going to stand out in that sense. He's just not that kind of player. Good around the green, can be crafty, doesn't mind wind, doesn't mind rain. Just a good tournament play. I prefer Hatton as the priority. 
outside of Augusta, this guy's just been absolutely fantastic all year. Five starts inside the top 30, not missing cuts at all. He still made the cut at, at the Masters. He just doesn't like that course. As we saw, Keegan, I, I don't know, man. I, I get it. He belongs there. I guess what I would say is when you have a glaring weakness like he does, it limits your placement point upside because he can't putt. It's easy to make cuts still because his ball striking is so good. And at 7,200, you say, all right, give me the 26th. I can live with that. No problem. When you get into the mid nines, you need a little more from him. I don't know if he can do that unless he gives you something with the putter. It's shown a little signs of positive regression, but I do worry that Keegan puts himself out of it as he does so often. Well, that's a really fair point, And I like the way that you put that. So let's just jam a shit ton of Paul Casey. How does that sound? Yeah, that's that's more my speed. Yeah, let's do that. What has Paul Casey been doing? Uh, I don't know. Living a life that rich people live. I don't know. Cycling. He's a big cyclist. Cycling. Yeah, I mean, uh, is he healthy? That's the main question that's what we I'm always saying. have with him. But like, I'm going to play him. Are you going to play? I, I, before we get to Casey, because I, I obviously want to talk about him. Talk to me about Gary Woodland. He's someone that, again, at times it looked concerning. At times it looked like Gary Woodland is, is quote-unquote, back. Uh, he's missed cuts, but they've been at the most prestigious events. He missed the cut at the Players. He missed the cut at the Masters. Everything else has looked really good. The approach is solid. Is he priced right, too high, too low? Where, where do you fall with a guy like Woodland? Uh, I mean, can it be like the three little bears chest? Right. I think that this okay. field, 9,100, the current form, the, the, the short-term form has been much, much better. Uh, Valspar, I mean, we've seen three top tens in his last uh, eight events. That bodes well for somebody that should be in the nines in, in this kind of a field. So I, I have no problem with where he's priced. I think it's appropriate. Uh, I mean, the Rory thing kind of throws everything out of whack because he's just been inflated to such an extent. Yeah, I think he's the class of this field. I, I don't think anybody would argue with that, but it's a different track, different situation. And uh, I look at Gary Woodland as somebody, if you just look at the short-term form, you have to say two top fives, uh, an eighth, a 21st, a 24th, and six of his last eight. He's appropriately priced. I think I can't really see myself making a large stand with Gary Woodland. He's somebody that I've always liked. I think golf courses like this suit him well, where he can hit a lot of those stinger two irons and, and kind of just be uh, be plodding his way along. Uh, obviously, par five scoring has always been a decent enough thing for him, but uh, that won't really get utilized here. But I think he has a good enough all-around game. The putter was really, really bad in Mexico. Get him off past Palom. He's going to be just fine, I think. Yeah, I, I like Woodland. I think he checks out. Last guy. Patrick Reed still making cuts, but I'm not going to do it until nope. something changes. I've said it all year and it has rewarded me more often than not. He's a virtual lock to lose uh, off the tee and, and furthermore, almost a virtual lock to lose tee to green at this point. It's almost impossible to contend when you're doing that. No read for me once again. He lost 2.4 strokes game with the approach last week, shot 75 on Sunday, shot himself completely out of it after kind of, getting to a place where I'm like, oh, he could actually make a dent in this golf tournament. Finished 42nd, was completely irrelevant after, you know, getting a lot of TV time on Saturday. I just am going to play 0% Patrick Reed like I have been all along. Yep, we are aligned in that, and eventually he's going to flip it, but until he does, I will The club still laid off his shit at the top. Sorry, I've said shit three times now. I just Look apologize. What you did. This is the PGA golf show. I got to be appropriate and stuff, but anyway... I was watching on Saturday because I was tilting. Obviously, I had zero Patrick Reed. And you saw that club just so laid up at the top. So basically, some golfers like John Rahm, they do the three-quarter and they can kind of like correct and stuff. He gets so long and his transition is just, it is impossible for him to square up the club face right now. He's going to be blocking shots more often than not under pressure. It's just impossible to get the club unstuck from where he is at, just sideways laid off at the top of his golf swing. That's exactly what I noticed as well. I figured you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And what I noticed was when he hits it, it doesn't go where everyone else is landing. He's in the woods. Um, you're sharp. Yeah. No, you're, you're truly, though, being serious for a second. Patrick Reed is broken. Uh, it's just not happening right now. doesn't matter what course. You can't compete when, when, and obviously you being a real golfer, have noticed like there are technical problems with his swing. And, and it shows in the strokes gain data. Yeah. Our, our guy Tokyo Swan, he said, Reed Ben on new clubs. I went on a huge rant about Patrick Reed last week where 
Patrick Reed had never really been under a club sponsorship. He always wanted to be able to have access like Callaway. He had worked with in the past, but he still had the lay or he still had the leeway to put in whatever wedges, whatever driver, whatever he wanted specifically with the driver and putter. He was allowed to switch. Now he's gone from an Aussie to a Scotty. He's gone from, you know, PXG through the bag for the most part. Uh, the driver is just completely broken. He switched off of Callaway to ping to PXG. To, I mean, there are so many things going on in his head. You have to play what works. And somebody who makes as much money as he does, he had no reason to be locked into a club uh, deal, no matter what, if he's going to play six assorted different types of golf clubs. He had irons personally made by Artisan. He had wedges. He was throwing in a 60-degree Vokey. He has fucked himself for the next year because he has not had the ability to realize that you can play what you want when you've already got two green jackets. Two. They have two. He has two Masters wins, right? Who are we talking about? Patrick Reed. I don't think he's got a second. I thought two. he did. No, that that's frowned upon. But he definitely has one. Uh, I've seen it. I was not there, but I did watch it on You're TV. right, 2018. Sorry. Yeah. He has one he's great like jacket. Patrick Reed. Whatever. He's don't major runner, 2018. He had gotten himself in contention the other he's year. He's a player. Yeah. We he's know that. There, there's no doubt. We're going to wait and see again. <sighs> it's just shares. It's allocating shares. If Patrick Reed beats me and eventually he's going to, if I keep shorting him, I will adjust. 8K range. We mentioned Paul Casey already. Now it gets interesting. Sergio, Homa, Siwoo Kim, Seamus is here. Jason Day is here. There's a lot of names, various forms as we start to imagine. Is there a guy that stands out for you? Max Homa, winner of the event, but of course, another Quail Hollow darling. Uh, a little tough to break down this range. Yeah, it's a tough range. I mean, this is also going to be a spot that we have to kind of figure something that we need to get out of it. I mean, are we just going to play? Can we just go to the bottom eights? Can we just go down there and just play Jason cool. Day, Chase Young, or uh, Chase, Chase Young? Cameron, <laughs> Cameron Young. I was just, so I was on Twitter a second ago and I saw Ryan Tannehill and I saw a couple of other things that were being tweeted out about different stuff with mental health and, uh, I just saw something about Chase Young in Tennessee because Ryan Tannehill came out and said, you know, that he was in a dark place after they lost to the Bengals and stuff like this. So I just had Chase Young on the brain and it came out. That's how well, it happens. I got to I got to give a quick plug for Sergio. I'm going to make a case. Oh, for no, Sergio. no. I like him this way. No, his putter is oh. fixed temporarily. He's been running, running a hot putter. He's automatic off the tee. He's making cuts. He's made every cut this year, including the Masters and the players. The irons are, are borderline broken. It's not happening right now. But okay, is he more likely to flip that? Well, we know Sergio long-term. You get crazy hot with the irons. I've seen it many a times. I think his off-the-tee and putting combo keeps him in pretty good situations more often than not. 8,700, he, he's thrived at these technical tracks before. I actually really like the spot for him. I know it's aggressive. I know it's risky. Sergio at 87 is on uh, the short list for me. Over Homa? Yes, over Homa. Man, and you're a Homa stand. This is not I am. good. This is not good. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, Sergio, I saw at 17%, 18%, and I wrote him off. I just that's said. A, that's an unfortunate number. Uh, I'm going to check in tomorrow night, of course, live before lock. I'm hoping mm -hmm. that goes down to the low teens. I don't want to back a pseudo 20% on Sergio. Good. I'll do it if I have to, but... If he's coming in 12-ish, I like that spot. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday new on curiosity stream how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production could napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future and how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet james burke's visionary series connections returns for a new generation experience all new connections with monthly annual and bundled plans find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com 
Oh boy, you are you're braver so than me. Popular? Again, so I like I like Paul Casey. People are worried about injury. I don't care. 12%. That was an easy play for me. Max Homa, I think is solid enough and plays tough golf course as well. Riviera, Quail Hollow. We've seen him play well in some spots there that you know, I think this makes sense if you're building for guys that are going to shoot 12, 14 under for a winning score. Max Homa makes sense. Uh, even Seamus Power down there, low eights, I really like. Uh, by the way, you can bet him as top Irishman. Uh, you can bet him as top European. There's some opportunities where Seamus Irishman. Power also. Uh, I saw Brandon Grace was the favorite for South Africans this morning when we did our, our piece for BetMGM. I'm telling you, and again, they've worked with Yahoo, so I have no problem bringing them up in the past in, in, in this context. But Dylan Fratelli is somehow not favored over Brandon Grace, and that is just wrong to me. So uh, I will say Dylan Fratelli, top South African, fire it up. And then also uh, Seamus Power getting some massive, massive uh, odds in the European market. So I, I'm feeling pretty good about that one too. Are there other Irish players in this field? There's got to be more than one. I'll pull it up here. Anyway, uh, I just can't even think of who that is. So I'm with you there. Yeah. Uh, while you do that, not that it's overly important, I'm going to advocate <laughs> for Cam Young. Uh, oh, first man. of all, he, he correlates really well with Sergio if you want to go off the tee heavy. This is a guy that outside of the players and the masters, he's answered every call. He's automatically dominant off the tee. He's gained more than four strokes off the tee in five of six uh, events that we have data for. Handled Heritage, handled Honda. I really like the spot for him if you want to go aggressive off the tee there. Price is right at flat eight. I think he's going to be very popular, but I also think that's warranted. Yep, I'm, I'm with you. We've been talking about him constantly where... He's underpriced compared to, I think he's probably underpriced in this field for yes. how well he's been playing. 8K is pretty incorrect. And he constantly keeps showing up in these spots where we just say, all right, sure. If the field isn't going to accept that he might be very, very good, we should just play a ton of him. RBC, that really worked out. I think the Masters, the players, he was a rookie for both of those events. We talked about that leading into the RBC I bet him as an outright there. I bet him top five. We converted that ticket. Cameron Young, you're just going to keep going to the well on him every single week till people start respecting him, or we realize that he's not that good. I'd agree. And the price isn't reflective of it. I'm willing to buy in this spot. Talk to me about Jason Day before we move to the sevens. You, you mentioned him. He's like, I saw him at 66, I want to say, and then it's dropped a little bit into the forties or fifties in terms of the outright market, the form is horrendous. Is there something you see, or is it just a, you know, it's Jason day and the opportunity to buy low is here. I mean, boss man's going to be in on Jason day. I can tell you that much. Uh, three straight missed cuts. Obviously you get uh, an opportunity to, to kind of, he's had what a month off since we saw him play at the Valero. I think he's okay to land on a little bit in one fit. I, I don't know how you make some kind of a stand and say, I want to play tons of Jason day. When you have Seamus power for a hundred dollars more, you have Webb Simpson for a hundred dollars less and $200 less. Our guy, Cam young uh, might be just kind of a, a deal where I can't play everybody from the range. And if Jason day is going to be crazy unpopular, that'd be one thing, but he always seems like he garners more attention. We have him for 2.7% ownership right now. That would make sense to me to be, you know, get five, 6% or do something of that nature. But uh, I don't expect that that number maintains. I bet he gets up to around five, 6%. And I think it would be a mistake to play him over everybody else at the low eights. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't mind getting him in the, in the pool a little bit, but for me, Seamus, Cam Young, uh, certainly Sergio up top. There's just a lot of names here. And if you're going balanced, two, three, even four of these guys can be on the same team without really stressing your salary. And certainly over on Yahoo, where the pricing can be really soft at times, uh, you know, you can get some big opportunities to mix and match in these areas. Anything else from the eights before we bounce to the mid-range? I think this is important because I, I want to know how much, like, I, I want to know how much you really like Sergio. Rank the eights. Who's your favorite play from the eights? Sergio. Are you kidding me? No, who else would it be? Paul Casey, I no. like him more. I like Seamus Power more. I like no. Cameron Young more. I, those That's... are three guys. I mean, oh my God, you like yeah, him Cameron that Young, much. maybe. But I mean, if this golf course is truly just you have to be perfect off the tee, which I don't think it is. I, I think you off the tee is 
going to be very helpful. You're going to have these long par fours. Yeah. You need to be in play. The rough looks thick. You don't want to be in trouble in some of these spots. And I think if you're choosing between like on fire with the irons or on fire with the driver, I'll take the driver. But I mean, I just don't trust this putting to maintain for Sergio. This That's is absurd. Fair. But you would, I, I, Sergio off the tee is just as strong as anyone, including Cam Young. Okay. It's fair. I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I didn't think at 8,700 Sergio Garcia gaining 17.8% was going to be somebody you advocated. So that's the big problem. Part of the the reason, and this is why it's so important. And I'm going to talk about, we have a good deal uh, in the hopper this week. And I'll mention that in just a little bit to be part of the site. When, when I looked at Sergio, I did not anticipate his, what I would view as a slight overprice would come with that type of ownership. I don't believe he's going to be that popular. I believe that as the week goes on and we update our tools to reflect it, he is going to fall at a more manageable ownership range. And that furthers my interest in him. But I really, really like the spot for Sergio this week. Oh boy. All right. Come on. Well, we found, I was going to say we were giving, I was, you know, yeah. We've segmented, saying, we've split. Yeah. We, we did very quickly with him. There you go. Matt Kuchar leads off the sevens. Aaron Who's Rye. playing great, by the way. Yeah, just why? Why? <laughs> I could have done without that. Um, Killa Keith, uh, Johnny Vegas, question mark. He might have withdrawn. There, there's some withdrawals. No, he's in here. Uh, Killa Keith, Doug Mitchell, Harm, Doug Mitchell. That's not a person. Doug Gim is, though. Brian Harmon, Matt Jones, Kevin Streelman, Straka. There's a million names. We are in the pure mid-range. Guys, we see week in and week out in these type of tournaments. Guys that can pop and win. We saw this with Straka. We saw this with Dahman. Priorities, mix and match. What do you do in the upper sevens? Well, you're going to play Aaron Rye because now we're seeing him That's start what we to do. show some form. We play Aaron Rye because we play Aaron Rye every time. Sub 10%, 24th in Mexico, 4th at the Zurich, obviously, team play event. Enjoy that. 29th at Valero. I said, he's going to get his sea legs over here across the pond. And when it does, he is a very good English player that I love the little trap draw shot that he hits. Seems as though it's just really, really consistent. I think there's a timing thing allocated to certain golfers too, where when they're, when the timing is really synced up with their iron play, it's just something that you can visibly see on certain guys. And again, it's not quantifiable in terms of data. It's very hard for me to just point and say, oh, well now he's going to turn it on, but he's been positive five of six um, five of his last seven events with the, with the irons, we saw the six of the farmers hasn't been there in like a, a very meaningful way since then, uh, in terms of like the strokes gain approach hasn't been over a shot since the Genesis in that department, the putter's been hit and miss, but I just think that he's starting to get the hang of it. He's starting to really show out in some of these fields and feel more comfortable. Yeah. It was the Zurich. It was a team play event, but he played some really quality golf alongside Xander and Cantley on Saturday really kind of carried his team. And I think he's starting to, to show out what I thought he was capable of doing over here. I got to be buying in if he's going to be sub 10% in this range. Fair. No pushback there. It's a talent. I like that he's the same price as Matt Kuchar. I think a lot of people are going to go to Matt Kuchar. I have, I'm not going to say I hate the play, but I, I don't have a lot of interest there. And Do you've you played it me- more than anybody over the course of the last three months. Me? Yeah, you've, yeah. Could, you've talked about Matt Kuchar a number of times. Yeah, particularly at Pebble, Phoenix, the player, most of the places <laughs> where he was not doing good. And you say, this is why I don't really like Matt Kuchar. What changed? He's come in second and third in the last couple of starts. What changed before? Honestly, nothing except the putter. He gained seven and a half strokes at Valero putting. He gained 7.2 strokes putting at Heritage. The off the tee numbers were still terrible. He's lost in six of seven off the tee. Ball striking has been a little good around the green, but the irons aren't firing either. Matt Kuchar may once again prove that he's a short game wizard and be fine here. 7,900 and I think potentially popular. Give me Rye. Give me other players in the same range. You could go aggressive with Vegas and Mitchell if you want to go off the tee stacks. Uh, You just have a lot of options. And to me, Matt Kuchar does more harm than good, considering I think he's going to be very popular. Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Keith Mitchell, as you have donned Doug Mitchell and Chase yes. Young, we'll, we'll pair some of those guys together. Why not? You have to play him. If you're going to play Sergio Garcia and you don't play Keith Mitchell, I don't know what you're doing. Like, yeah, Sounds like to, something I'm going to do. You have to do that, right? You're playing I, Keith Mitchell, right? I mean, I, 
I will play some Keith Mitchell, yes. Keith Mitchell is the $7,800 version of an $8,700 play that you like. And I'm getting the identical guy in the year of our Lord 2022. But is in, he Spanish? Keith Mitchell. For, no, he's not. But they do the exact well, same stuff exactly the same way at this point in their careers. They're not going to get anywhere if he's not a Spaniard. Uh, you bring up a good point. Keith Mitchell's playing fantastic. He's off the team masher. Spike putter. Yes, I, I think I would caution, though, you start to over leverage when, you, when you're banking on multiple guys spike putting at once. Like if you put Keegan and Sergio and Mitchell to get now you're asking three guys to probably carry strokes gain putting when they usually don't. I would caution that, but I, I see what you're saying. They gel nicely and there will be some of those type of stacks in my portfolio this week. Yep. That's what you need. Oh my God, they're drilling. It's drilling everywhere around me. Continue drilling. to talk. Yeah, I don't they've been it. working on the roof forever. It's amazing how, and maybe this isn't, the audience can say like everything you're saying is lying, but I got leaf blowers, tsunamis, all sorts of things outside my window. And I you hear can't it, hear it, but no one else does. Yeah, can, any, can anybody hear this? No, I don't, I don't hear anything. That's incredible. I heard it, I heard it briefly and it kind of sounded like someone was getting kidnapped and there was a loud scream, but we'll believe huh. the drill for now. It was very high-pitched, Eric, I'm just saying. Was, you guys are on to me. <laughs> right. so that's, that's, Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But either yeah, you're way, gonna... uh, you're playing Keith Mitchell. If you don't play Keith Mitchell with your Sergio Garcia teams, and you, you talk about spike, spike putting weeks, I'm going to just say this. We have four of his last five events, top 13s. How many other guys have that kind of short-term firm, uh, short-term form sub 8K? He's only been positive putting two of those weeks. Mm-hmm. How you like them apples? Listen, you make it easy. It's, a, it's an easy case to make for Keith Mitchell. It really is, and it checks out. Uh, so it, it's someone, the price is right. The skill set blends with what I want to do. I think the harder question for me is the next little range. Guys like Lanto, guys like CT Pan, Brandon Wu. We were, you know, on him last week. Really, really good. Roslyn leading the charge with Brandon Wu. Gained six strokes putting though. Uh, but that's what he does. He's a good player. Do you look to these guys? Troy Merritt is in there. Ricky Fowler. Yikes. Uh, the 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 true mid range for the sevens I think is wide open this week. I'm going back to Anirban Lahiri down here. Oh, uh, this is okay. my guy, 7,400. Last week, he was, yeah, I, I don't know how. He ended up in a lot more of my teams than I was expecting. We talked about him. Obviously, this is Tuesday. There's two days. There's ownership, yada, yada, yada. 15th, really nice Sunday finish, 66 there. Obviously, the players. I, I just look at that tournament, and I feel like when you see somebody who's playing consistent, who's not missing cuts, who's kind of been in a rhythm here, you just kind of ride the wave in a certain extent. I think what happens too is that one, he's not popular. Two, I don't feel as though he's somebody who's going to go out and completely burn me this week. I mean, we've seen him make a number of cuts now in much more competitive fields. Obviously, the player is the best field you can possibly run into in any tour event. But I, I just like that he's not very popular in this range. I like that we get guys like Brandon Steele getting a little bit more attention. Russell Knox is getting more attention. I just Why? really like landing on Lahiri. Uh, listen, Lahiri is, has followed up what I, I really assumed was an outlier with some decent showings at Valero and in Mexico. So I get it. The irons still freak me out a little bit. He's lost in six of eight. But off the tee has been good. His game has turned a little bit of a corner. If that's where you want it to go in the mid sevens, I wouldn't push back. I think for me, Guys like Troy Merritt, uh, I'm just always a sucker for this guy. I'm playing him a lot this year, and it's just been really good. He's made five straight cuts. The putter carries him week in and week out. But now you can turn to that. Denny McCarthy is here, another all-putter guy. I have no issues with going to them. It's just going to be allocated based on my needs for that particular team. I want to ask you specifically, though, Brandon Wu, is it chasing, or can we stick with this guy? I think you 7,500. What happens is you get the inflated tag and now we can probably 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday play him and know he's still not going to be popular so if you feel like this is something that's going to be maintaining and look 33rd 28th the zurich team play event 21st but second now i think we've seen enough here in a short-term sample where there's some good data points where he's somebody that's obviously playing well obviously had some major pedigree coming into it and sometimes takes a little while to get your bearings he was still atrocious around the green and it didn't matter last week. I got to think you get back on a more familiar surface like this. Obviously the putter has been phenomenal over the course of this uh, last three month run. I'm happy to fire up a little bit if he's going to be sub 5%, but not somebody that I'm going to be making as aggressive of a play as I made last week on. Yeah, I think that's fair. I might stick with him a little, not going to be priority. I was on CT pan pretty heavily last week across all formats. He was good. I I really liked the T to green game. Just couldn't really sustain. He came in 29th. I think it's fine, but again, I got Merritt there. Got McCarthy there. Mathias. I got to say, well, one thing too, Please. Scott Stewie Stewart. He's always hanging out in the chat. Yeah, my We man appreciate Stewie. you hanging out, Scott. Uh, but he always He's always on Twitter, always posting the screenshots. He's had some really nice wins this year. He normally like validates a lot of the things you say when you're on shows, and he went out of his way to let me know that he hates the Killer Keith pick. So. Uh-oh. See, thought I would knows, just throw it out there. I, I can't get Keith Mitchell right either. So I, I'm going to play some. There's no doubt. I am a little nervous about Killer Keith. I'm going to dig into that and report back tomorrow. <laughs> I want to see how ownership goes. Yep. I want to look at the bottom of the sevens, and then I'm going to talk about our good, fantastic offer. You do not want to miss that. we got a special going on this week. Schwab, Kitayama, Davis, Laird. Party. Martin Laird is a name I want to ask you about. Luke List is here as well. You could you could land on these guys as your last minute in a balance build. Where are you looking as we close the door on the sevens? Yeah, we've got like Team Scotland down here at the bottom. Uh, you can definitely fire up some of that if you want to get some Martin Laird in your life. Atrocious putter fits the build of everything you want in your life. The Sergio Garcia's, the Killa Keiths, uh, some strong off the tee performances. He's had a couple of. I mean, he misses cuts when he's not good off the tee. We'll put it that way. But the iron game has definitely been there uh, in in what? He's been positive in every tournament since the Houston Open. Well, since all the way back to the St. Jude last season. That would be August 8th, I'm looking at. Uh, been positive with the irons in all but one event, the Phoenix Open this season. And he found a way to be good around the green and with the putter to finish top 15 there. So he has the ability to kind of mix it up in different ways. I don't mind Martin Laird in, in the range. I'm really going to be using the top golfers tool quite a bit to help me inform quite a bit of my decisions in this range. I think Francesco Molinari is a guy that has some positive leverage. I'd rather click him than Ricky Fowler. Sure. This golf course, he has good juju, but um, it's, it's, it has more to do with the fact that he's just consistent on some of the harder tracks has the ability to kind of mix it up when you least expect it. So he's there. Stuart sink has some positive leverage, even though that's not like a strong tournament for me, but my boys, JT Poston and Bo Hostler hugging each other at 7,100. How do I not like that? Like, I have to enjoy getting these guys sub 3% while I can. Bo Hostler, in terms of, like, short-term, there have been some atrocious missed cuts here. The Zurich, that could not have possibly gone worse, but that's an alternate shot, 74, and 67 round one was just pathetic. The RBC Heritage, yeah, whatever. One, one tournament coming off of Valero where he finished fourth. A little bit of a downer not to get it done Sunday. 72 was never really in the mix towards the end of that golf tournament, but has had a pretty darn good spring compared to what people expected from him. I think he's a pretty good buy when he's going to be unowned. Same thing with Poston, same thing with the list. We're looking at specifically strong off the tee game. Sure, why not a little bit of Luke List in your life? And dare I say it, the man himself, Taylor Moore. We have to play some Taylor Moore. It's a pretty good range. There's no doubt. Uh, I think you're just going to separate it. Like guys like Paul Osler, you're going to have to take your lumps with these bad missed cuts. That's just how he plays. There's no doubt about it. That doesn't really deter me. We had a couple questions. Russell Knox, I get it, but his his short game consistently is killing him. The form is is bad at this point. 
if you wanted to keep on, I Tita Green, it still checks out, but he's lost in 10, nine of 10 with the putter. That makes it tough. Nate Lashley, I think, is absolutely fine. He's made five of six cuts. The numbers are, are pretty secure. He measures out against the guys in the same range. I think for me, I would put Taylor Moore and Martin Laird ahead of him. He's uh, kind of in the middle of the pack there. Schwab as well. I bet Schwab at 150 to one as a YOLO bet. Let's uh, go. Why not? Why not? Why not? Live a little. All right. If, <laughs> when it's time for you to say, you know what? I'm going to get inside the ropes. I want to check out this top golfers tool. I want to check out this ownership projections. New month to start out May. We are doing a promo $7 for a full seven days. So you're going to get the full week of Awesome Plus Platinum. So it's going to cover you for all the things we're talking about here with the PGA, but it's got the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, F1. You might as well try USFL before the league gets canceled because they don't know what they're doing, but we've got the projections for it. It's an easy money grab. Matt Kajeski does a fantastic job. So the promo code is LUKA, L-U-K-A for Luka Doncic. He tried last night. The Suns simply do not miss free throws down the stretch. I lost that bet by a half a point. So you want to go to awesomeo.com slash promos or just when you press join, use that at checkout and you will get the seven days for $7. It is on the screen. Look at that savings, a massive savings. No reason not to just check it out. Come in for the week. If you say, you know what? I I checked out your tools, not for me. Well, at least you now know what's inside the ropes. We're really confident that you're going to enjoy it and you get all the sports, not just PGA, but we're working down to the cheapies. It's pretty ugly. One of the big disappointments for me last week was Adam Svensson. I think I thought he had no business missing that cut, and he lost strokes across the board. Really don't have an explanation for it. He is 6,900. He leads the range off. You go back to him. There's a couple guys I like, but it's not a target-rich environment either. My favorite bet of the entire week, Adam Svensson plus 600 top Canadian. Corey Connors is minus 135. We're both shorting. Corey Connors as it is. Adam Svensson plus 600. I'm so here for that. I'm here no for the Hadwin, bounce back. Right? What? No Hadwin, right? No Hadwin in the field, okay. no. Yeah. yeah. You've got Svensson. Mackenzie Hughes is the next guy. Him and Nick Taylor, I think you're you're a shorting, or you're, you're basically hoping don't play that well. But, I mean, it's basically Svensson versus Corey Connors to me in some kind of an extent. The other guys are just kind of throw-ins. I don't think Drew Nesbitt is showing up anytime soon. Roger Sloan, I didn't even know was Canadian, but that's good to know. And Michael Glitchick, I don't know who that is. So good times. Uh, I feel pretty confident 6,900 for him is a guy that I'm going to be rostering quite a bit. I love these bounce back week scenarios where they come off of burning the entire universe and you just go right back to the well on them. That just seems to be something in tournaments that you have to do more often than it feels comfortable doing. Only 2%, not that hard to get to double digit ownership in that kind of an extent and be kind of good there. It seems like Ryan Armour is going to get a little bit of attention here, but there's going to be no real popular type target. We do have some ads at the bottom sixes we'll talk about here in a second, but I'm curious if there's somebody that's catching your eye. I mean, Sabatini did the remodel on this place. He's 6,700. That might be a a complete dart throw out of the middle of nowhere, but uh, I don't know how I possibly get involved with that. I've got one guy to me that is a really interesting target in the sixes. He's playing pretty well. He withdrew last week, and now he's back, and I don't know the reason, so we'll try to keep an eye out, but I like Kevin Chappell. He's 6,700. He was playing some good golf. He was 15th at Corrales, 18th at Valero. Then he withdraws from the Mexico Open. We don't know why. He's back in the field. I like this course. I like this price. He's made three or four cuts. Kevin Chappell's a good player. We know he's had the health issues, but I think he's on the upswing, and I don't think a lot of people are going to notice the form because he's kind of out of sight, out of mind after last week pulling out. Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Um, that's I, I didn't even really notice him in that See, range. So I think a lot well of people have that same reaction. Like, yeah. oh, Chapel, I didn't. I, I kind of just like glossed over him, and rightfully so. I, I totally get yeah. why you wouldn't have him stand out. The strokes gain data is trending upward. The results mm-hmm. are trending upward. The price and the ownership have not gotten there. Now he may be hurt. He may have withdrawn because of an injury and he's going to try to play. I simply don't know. I'm willing to pay to find out though. Cause if he, if it wasn't that this is a pretty good spot for a guy like him. Then you've got Dylan Wu, Chase Seifert in the mids. That's that Chase Seifert was the guy that stood out to Bounce me a back. little bit. Bounce back kind of fitting that same narrative. Not that hard to get overweight to anybody in this range. 
I think he makes a better target than most. He made three straight cuts before just a, a no-show at the Mexico Open. For, lost 4.7 with the approach, but he's still a guy that I think overall with the driver is going to be positive after a rough summer last year. Um, uh, I felt like that was always kind of a stronger point of his golf game. Seems to be pretty streaky in that regard, but the putter's been positive now for the last three tournaments with strokes gained data. That seems to bode well for a guy that that's not really his calling card. Christopher Burnham, my man. I don't know if this is true, but I hope it is. And I, I, it sounds legit. I believe his wife had a new baby. That would be fantastic news. He's ready to go. Chapel <laughs> back in business. I hope that's the case rather than, you know, he had serious back issues. Mm-hmm. If he withdrew because of like something with his back, I would be pretty worried. Hopefully it's just that all things are good in the hood. And now we get back to business with Kevin Chapel. So that is good. Thoughts on Wesley Bryan? I'm playing better. Yeah, it's not it's not bad at all. I, I get it. Um, you know, he's gonna leak off the tee. There's nothing you can do about that. You just can't have him. He's in the read territory off the tee of just like it's really bad right now. But I kind of get it. Jonathan Bird, you mentioned that last week he was the mm-hmm. he was pretty obvious in the real depths, and he followed it up with a 15th. This guy grinds, he gets a hundred dollar price bump. Do we just go right back to him if we need it? Yeah, I, I might be interested in in him and Brandon Hagee at the exact same number down here. Um, Brandon Hagee, uh, one of his, his caddy is one of the best long term players here in Southern California. Older guy, good friend. Uh, you definitely want to be looking at Brandon. So Brandon Hagee, not somebody. I mean, if I want to send a text message, I can find out how he's playing. But I mean, we could just kind of look at the data, and that's going to be better than listening to a specific caddy or anything. But Brandon Hagee, he's just. One of those guys who's going to gain off the tee. He just is. He bombs, absolutely annihilates the golf ball. Putter's been positive for three of the last, uh, well, yeah, the last three that we have strokes to gain data. I think him, Jonathan Bird, they do it completely differently. But I think there's some different ways to skin a cat on this golf course. And, you know, you got to be decent off the tee. I think we both have established that. There's not going to be a whole lot of par five scoring, but a lot nicer to be Brandon Hagee hitting it out there a mile and being able to have shorter irons in on some of these tougher par fours. Yeah, Brandon Hagee's an absolute bomber. Salary relief is why you're doing it. But I see that. There are some things to pay up for this week. And there's some other names that have been thrown out. Andrew Novak, Norlander's playing pretty rough. Him and him and Noren really struggled for Zurich. But if you're talking about a one percenter, I, I think you can make a case for a lot of these guys. We'll have to see about the tea time, some of the stacks. That's how I'll go about it. The Panda is here. Norman Jong is back in the field. Uh, that That's the thing. That's all I got. You're muted. Of course I'm muted. Why yeah. wouldn't that happen I don't to know me? No, Norman Jong. Jason Roslin now can just burn money to the gods doing Why not? Norman Maybe Jung eventually thing. that guy, who knows? He could be, he may have found it. Sometimes it takes longer. I'm not paying to find out though. No. David Lingworth, Aaron Baddeley, Tommy yeah. Ganey, Drew don't, Nesbitt. Don't do any of that. None of this. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts here before we bounce on out again? Of course, tomorrow night, live before lock, weather, tea times, updates, ownership, and building lineups. That is what we will be doing. But how do you kind of see yourself on this Tuesday afternoon? I feel pretty good uh, Tuesday afternoon. I feel better this week than I did last week. That's why I played a little bit lighter last week. And then for the most part, I felt like a lot of the things were were pretty darn good. The the, the direction, the way we're looking at the board. I definitely want to build on skill sets on a golf course that we've never actually seen. Uh, I want to be able to try to put together some of those teams strong off the tee seems to be kind of where we're favoriting a uh, uh, little bit of a lean for both of us here, but uh, Sergio Garcia, I'm going to have to take a deep dive, look into my soul and figure out what I want to do there because you have freaked me out to no end. 8,700 Sergio Garcia at 20% owned. Oh Lord. We're going to see some soul searching will be done at Eric Lindquist at jazz Raz. DFS. If you want to ask us random questions on Twitter, that is where you want to go. Again, make sure to get inside the ropes. And if you do use the promo code Luca, no reason not to take advantage of the things that we've got running. It only lasts for a week, and this is a great time to do it for me, for Eric, for Tyler behind the glass, and everyone here in the PGA streets. Good luck this week. Enjoy the tournament and stay tuned for even more content from PGA to NBA to NHL. We have got you covered. All things here at Awesome. Good luck. We'll talk to you guys soon.
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.